Well, if you're a parent or involved with school-aged children as a carer, you might have been met with an error message on the My School website today, which buckled under the weight of traffic. Such is the thirst for information about a school's performance from the latest NAPLAN results. But a quick snapshot of those results show a bit of a trend. Certainly independent private schools dominate the rankings in most categories in most states. So, let me ask you, is the secret to a good school as simple as money? We've long heard about the full funding for Gonski. Perhaps the secret to a good school is perhaps that, but something else. I mean, I certainly kind of judged the headmaster when I took my girls to enrol in school and he was fantastic and so it's turned out to be a fantastic school. Perhaps it's an active PNC. You kind of get a feel with all the parents volunteering and joining in. Uh, of course, the NAPLAN result doesn't tell you everything. So what other ways do you kind of use to tell if your child's school is good? I'd love to hear from you. 0418 is the text line. You can tweet me at RN Drive or message me via the ABC Listen app. Associate Professor Stuart Riddle is from the University of Southern Queensland. And yes, he's been a teacher himself. Uh, he's also been looking at what my school does and doesn't measure. Welcome to RN Drive. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Andy. We know the public versus private school debate is a well-worn topic in Australia, uh, but do the latest results swing the needle at all? I mean, given so many private and independent schools topped the rankings. Look, I'm, I'm going to say that the results are absolutely no surprise whatsoever. And in fact, NAPLAN results have remained largely the same for the past decade. So they're really not telling us anything we haven't known for a while. But what I would say about you made the comment in your opening um, spiel about about money. It's not about the money that you spend on your child's schooling, but rather about the socioeconomic status of the students who attend a particular school. And that the reason why you've got a lot of um, uh, well-off independent schools kind of topping these particular comparisons is not because of the money you spend on the school, but because those kids already come from very advantaged backgrounds. Because one thing that we know about is that NAPLAN scores that are published on the My School website, about 80% of the difference between how schools perform is actually attributable to socioeconomic status, not to the teaching or anything else that goes on in the school. Mm. I suppose there's a nuance as well about it's not about the money you spend on your child's education. It's about how the money is spent in the school and that can vary from school to, uh, to school, certainly in the independent sector. Last week, the latest ABS data showed more students than ever are enrolled in these independent schools while public schools fell for the second successive year, sparking concerns about perhaps a death spiral in public education in this country. Is there an, any explanation why these trends are occurring and is it to do with these scores or possibly the rise of alternative education? Yeah, look, I, I think, it, again, it, it's a much more nuanced um, picture than that because still, even though the media narrative has been, you know, an, an exodus from public schooling, uh, still roughly 65% of Australian students, and there's 4 million of those, are going to government schools then you've got nearly 20% are in Catholic schools and only about 15% are in independent schools. And then when you break down the independent schools, you don't just have kind of your elite private schools that cost $40,000 a year. You've got lots of different kinds of schools like Steiner schools, 
Montessori schools, schools that are kind of based on community and sustainability, uh, flexi schools, special assistance schools. The list goes on forever. We don't have time to go through it all. But the point being, it's a really, really varied picture of what makes for an independent school and um, the, the kinds of conditions that they have. It is a very vexed issue uh, using the NAPLAN or one number to kind of measure skills and educational levels with our students in this country. But how does the NAPLAN test rate compare to other tests Australian students take, like the PISA or the Program for International Student Assessment? Yeah, look, it's an interesting um, kind of comparison to make because NAPLAN is essentially a basic skills test. PISA, on the other hand, goes much further. And, it, and for those that aren't familiar with it, it's a test of 15-year-olds, uh, an international test uh, that looks at um, literacy, uh, numeracy and, and science, but it also includes things like problem-solving, critical and creative thinking, and getting uh, young people to think laterally. And one of the things that's really interesting about Australia's performance on PISA is that while NAPLAN has remained relatively stable for the past decade, there is a slow but steady decline in PISA scores. And in fact, the biggest decline um, in terms of a student population are those from the most uh, uh, advantaged socioeconomic groups. If you just tuned in, we're asking you what makes a good school and can state-funded schools overcome the riches that are washed through many of the private and independent schools, many of which sit atop the latest NAPLAN rankings, although I am reminded uh, on the text line, someone saying most of the top NAPLAN schools in Victoria are in fact government schools. I'm not sure if you can uh, confirm that one. Look, the thing that... um, So this is something that the research shows consistently, is that the the divide isn't between government and non-government or independent schools, it's it's a divide basically by postcode. So what you've got is really kind of high-performing inner-city um, selective public schools like the ones they have in New South Wales or just big generalist public schools like we have in uh, up here in Queensland perform as well and sometimes better than the independent counterparts. It's just the fact that there are so many more state schools that when you average it all out and you go, well, which schools perform better? As a group, independent schools perform better. But like I just said, it's a basic skills test that happens on a very limited um, band of students for a very limited time that's told us nothing new for 10 years. Another interesting text on the text line, 0418226576, I sent my children to public schools because I believed uh, ever that they should learn to get on with children from all areas of society. I mean, uh, coming back to this my school assessment and and where it falls short, what information is it sort of... also unable to provide. I mean, when, we're, when you're talking to a parent looking at a new school and you're recommending to them whether or not the NAPLAN shows a full picture, what do you say to them? Yeah, so look, it, it basically tells you nothing about the culture and the community of the school. It doesn't tell you anything about how the students that go there, how they feel about their school, whether they have pride, whether there's a rich kind of um, arts program or other kinds of interest-based programs available. It doesn't tell you whether the teachers are happy or how they, um, the kinds of relationships that are formed within that school community. And it doesn't tell you about how the school connects to the community more broadly. And I think these are all really critical things to think about in terms of going, well, what, what makes for a school 
where where your child is going to feel like they belong and that they're part of a rich and vibrant learning community. And now plan in my school simply can't tell you that. We, we often hear that the quality of education comes down to the quality of the teacher and their teaching. I mean, you've literally spent the day today researching this with teachers in their classrooms. What, what do they tell you? So, look, we, we've been talking uh, about kind of what what helps to engage um, young people in, in curriculum, so, so what makes for a rich and meaningful learning experience. And the teachers keep coming back to the same kind of theme of it's it's about building and nurturing the relationships with those young people and showing them that they that they're valued that they're seen that they're heard and then the learning can happen because they're open to it they they want to be part of that conversation they want to be challenged by their teachers and they want to learn new ideas and new ways of connecting with the world well, I have to leave it there. Associate Professor Stuart Riddle is from the University of Southern Queensland School of Education. Good afternoon to you. Thank you. Another text on the text line here. NAPLAN is postcode dependent to a large extent. Also, private schools either expel troublemakers or avoid them. Almost no public school has adequate SRS levels. Uh, almost no private schools do not. The key is equity and it does not exist. Furthermore, my school, uh, as in my school, the website, does not in- indicate the starting level. And in my own school, half-hour kindies are simply not ready. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.